This is the Modern Day Tribe podcast, where we talk about all things birth and postpartum through stories from real moms and dads and professionals that can support you before, during, and after having your baby. And while you're here, hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. everyone. I'm Sarah, your host of the Modern Day Tribe podcast. I have two guests with me today. This is a very special episode because we have a mom and a dad on the podcast to give both of their perspectives on the birth and postpartum time with their baby. Today, I have with me Chelsea and Mason Weber. How are you both? Hi, we're great. We're so excited to tell our story. Now that we've connected, and I want to always mention how we got connected, and you're somewhat in the same Dallas-Fort Worth area, we both know a mutual friend of ours, Jessica Wiggins, and she's also a doula in the area, and she's also known as the Praying Doula on Instagram, and isn't she fabulous? She's the best. We love her so much. I've done it without her. That's right. And you and she was your doula, correct? Yes, she was awesome. Oh, that's so good. She is well known in the area and her doula work is just amazing. She specializes actually in birth work and supporting parents through the birth of their babies. Those of you that are listening that know about doula work, but know that, for example, I work mostly in the postpartum time, but some doulas, they do both or just the birth work. So she is absolutely fabulous. So I wanted to mention her name. And at this point, your baby boy, Weston, and he's sleeping right now, isn't he? (laughs) Yes, having a little nap. Yes, so we'll get uh, talking about y'all's perspective on your birth of Weston and a little bit about the postpartum time, because that's always important to talk about, too, because a lot of times it's fabulous, and sometimes there's things that come up that surprise us or things that happen that don't, but we always like to hear different moms and dads stories, and we'll just dive right into it. How old is baby Weston now? Baby Weston is four and a half months old now. Okay, so you guys are getting to the point where you're kind of seeing some normalcy, maybe a little bit of a sleep patterns with Weston, because right at three or four months, they start evening out their sleep with you know, longer periods of time during the evening and then more awake times during the day. Is that about where you guys are right now? Yes, ma'am. It's been nice. Actually, we've been blessed with Weston because he started sleeping through the night closer to about a month old. Oh, fabulous. That's nice. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so many babies have different schedules, so it's hard to put an expectation, would you say, on sleep when 
There's so many different dynamics that go into it as far as how they're fed and their personalities and how much mom and dad are night owls or versus, you know, early wakers. That's wonderful to hear. It's always nice for moms and dads to get that extra rest too when baby starts doing that. Let's start, Chelsea, with when you started going into labor. Can you just start telling us about the process and how you felt? Sure. Yes. So my due date had rolled around, and um, this is my second baby, so I was kind of thinking that things may progress earlier rather than later, but it turns out that he, he wanted to be like his sister and be a little late as well. Um, so my adult, my due date rolled around and, um, we decided that day we wanted to celebrate by going out on the boat. So my husband, my daughter and I went out on the boat on Eagle Mountain and we kind of joked around while we were out there that being out there and hitting the waves and things like that, we're going to kickstart some contractions while Mm -hmm. little did we know (laughs) that they really did. And that night, uh, is when... I started to have very mild contractions, so it was on his due date that I started to have them, uh, but it, they were very weak and mild and pretty spaced apart at that point, so I was still able to get some good rest that night, went to sleep, we slept pretty well that night, woke up the next morning, and I could tell that like things were starting to get going, but still, again, not, not super strong. Mason went into work that morning, but decided to come home early uh, after a few hours of me still having contractions. He came home with the recommendation of our midwives and our doula and really everybody, our birth classes. We wanted to stay at home and do as much of our laboring that we could at home. Mm-hmm. So we kept we kept just kind of going through the contractions, and I was thinking they were starting to get a little more intense throughout the day, but they were still pretty spaced apart, and I was definitely able to still, like, talk and function through them, so we knew that they weren't, like, active, active labor or anything like that. So we stayed at home that evening still, um, got a little bit of rest that next night, but I wouldn't say a lot. The next morning we woke up, that's when we went to the midwives was the next morning. We went ahead and called and said, hey, can we come in and um, get checked and see where we're at? So we were totally packed up, ready to go. We are like so excited because this baby's on its way. Well, we get into um, Origins, which is where we were going to have the baby in the Keller area. And we get in there and our midwife, which at the time, who, who was our midwife that we saw that day? Roxanne does our our examination and she's like well I hate to be the bearer of bad news but you still got some time you're only dilated to a two oh, okay. so um, yeah we were like oh boy okay so what this meant was that she would like us to go back home and do some more laboring at home which we did we were very disappointed to be honest at that point because we were so ready I was frustrated I, was, I remember crying as we were leaving because I was just bummed out that it wasn't ready to happen right then. Oh, yeah. So we uh, celebrated by going to get some fast food, which I probably shouldn't have done in hindsight because it really hurt my stomach later on. But we went and got some food, (laughs) ate that, went home, and we just tried to get some rest and prepped for what was to come. 
Now, at this point, Jessica, our doula, wanted to come by and see us and see how things were going. And Jessica's so amazing. She came by, she came to our house, which is so sweet, and just sat with us for honestly quite a while. It was probably at least two hours that she stayed here and showed me some different positions that I could get into. And she just kind of watched me through the contractions to see what how things were gearing up. From that point, we decided to stay for a little while, but then contractions really started to gear up that night. So it was, what time did we go in the second time? We, we went in that evening at like 6 or 7 p.m. to go ahead and be checked out again. At that point, um, Roxanne was still there. She's still our midwife. And she said, yeah, you're dilated more. You're to a four at this point. But we want you to go ahead and stay because we know that you're you're getting ready to go into that active labor. You're not there yet, but you're getting ready for it. So, so. before you get into that active labor, uh, I do want to mention, if someone were to listen to this down the line, that we're actually in somewhat of a pandemic. And four months ago, when Weston was born, we were right in the the real mix of it and uh, and that's oh, yeah. maybe uh, would you say that that's part of the reason why you want to do as much laboring and as much of you ca- as you can at home absolutely and yeah. just to kind of go even further back to when we made the decision to have a birth center birth um that was very that was quite different than my first birth which was at a hospital c-section epidural all the things Mm. Um, every intervention possible we had with my daughter. Um, This one was quite different. And, you know, something just led me to it. I feel like it was kind of God telling me that there was a reason that we wanted to be at the birth center. Mm -hmm. And looking back, hindsight's 2020, it feels like it really came down to that, um, that the pandemic was coming and that there was going to be, life was going to look very different for Weston's birth. Oh, absolutely. It definitely did, and I'm so thankful for the birthing center because Mason was still able to be there, and, you know, we still had our doula that was able to be there. Like, that was so key. She was so key in our birth. We had our photographer there. We were still able to do all those, but we still felt safe and loved and, like, secure there, Mm -hmm. Um, whereas I think that would have looked much different in a hospital setting during April, which was, like, right in the heart of when the pandemic hit. Yeah, and there was virus that was going around that was highly contagious as far as what we know and what we did know then. And it was crucial to make sure that we put ourselves in positions where, or locations, where we can minimize that. But also birth is a special time where we really want to make sure that we feel cherished and loved, like you said, and safe. What a beautiful thought to get to that, be able to use your doula and your photographer and still feel safe. And what a great outcome. And Mason, during all this, when she was going into labor, can you give us a little bit of your perspective on this part? I'd say I was just more nervous just making sure that we were doing the right things at the right time because we had been told so many times in class like don't get fooled in this position because it's not active labor and don't worry about this and that and then when everything hits it kind of all goes like your mind just goes blank on everything you learn to find that and you're just like all right 
go to the birth center <laughs> have their baby. That's such a good point where this excitement builds up and a lot of people do take classes and they find out all this information, whether it's, you know, their own research or the things that they get from their birth preparation class. And, and with all the excitement, it, your mind kind of goes blank and you're just like moment by moment. And so Mason, with this, at this point, when you guys are seeing that Chelsea is getting closer to labor and Jessica's there with you guys, what are your thoughts and what are the things that you remember doing or things that you know that really helped Chelsea through this? Well, I can't say enough about Jessica. Mm -hmm. I I was 100% when we started this journey doing the birth center and everything. I was was more away from anything like that. Just thought it's hospitals normal. We'll go there. But I, I know that we couldn't have done the birth without Jessica being our doula just for the pure fact that I didn't know how to help Chelsea in certain ways for her pain, but Jessica just stepped right in and just helped to relieve her of any pain by doing all these fancy moves that she had. That's right, yeah. But the the great thing was that um, our doula was able to step in and still have Mason be involved. So it wasn't like she stepped in and then Mason wasn't involved. Mm -hmm. She would just show us what the best positions were for him and she would come behind me and like give counter pressure while I was able to you know hug Mason or just like lean up against him so really her role was so key for us because she still involved Mason but she was able to just tell us what to do in those moments honestly like a doula is just as much for the dad as it is for the mom in many ways like he was very against it at first like he was like we can do this on our own we don't mm-hmm. need to hire a doula but then once we really thought about mm-hmm. it we're like she's going to be helpful in the moment and she she was incredibly helpful we're so glad we had a doula and Chelsea, I'm so glad you said that because a lot of times people are hesitant about a doula's role and not knowing about the you know a really good doula makes it a team and what what I call a tribe and just really working together and not taking over the support but involving everyone's strengths in supporting mom and dad and baby and just all together so that's fabulous and that does not surprise me at all with about Jessica <laughs> she she truly is no, so wonderful the, the wonderful thing that she did was she was able to read the room so well and mm-hmm. she knew exactly what I needed and what Mason needed and even what the midwives needed mm-hmm. in those moments. She was she was able to differentiate like what we needed per that moment, which was awesome. Mm. Yes. So at this point in your birth story, are you at home still? Or are you going heading to the birth center? So we had just gone back to the birth center and Roxanne was still on duty at that point and she went ahead and said, let's keep you here and let's do the rest of your laboring here, Mm. which we're so thankful for because it was just different to be able to labor there on our own. I loved being at home as well because you're comfortable, but at the same time, it was nice to know when we were at the birth center that we had so much support and love there. So, Mm -hmm. um, yes, we were at the birth center, and from there, we we just kind of let things happen naturally. I would say 
it stalled out a little bit. We stayed in that same uh, phase of labor for quite some time. It was probably about midnight before I went into that active stage of labor. Mm -hmm. Even then, I had not actually lost my mucus plug or anything like that yet or had my waters break or anything. So I was still just having contractions. Even though they were coming quicker and stronger, it was still sort of at the beginning stage of active. Mm. So from there, we did get a tiny bit of rest here and there when we could. And I I can't say enough about Mason being there and supporting me because if I was up, he was up. And if I was needing him, he was there. And uh, it was just so amazing to have his support the whole time as mm-hmm. well definitely could not have done it alone Absolutely. so we were resting when we could going through those contractions together when we could I spent a lot of time in the bed at that point because I was trying to get some rest because I knew we were gearing up for the birth towards the morning and by morning I mean like 3 or 4 a.m. is when I, I got up and we tried a new method which was to get into the shower so Jessica made me a little area of the shower where I could sit on the birth ball and lean my head against like the stool of the shower and just let the hot water hit my back which was so nice in that moment I really needed just like that hot counter pressure Mm -hmm. on my back so I spent a good amount of time there in the shower and we did some progressing there from that point it was getting closer to actual morning time and Jessica and the midwives wanted to like us to have some progress so I started to do some walking around the birthing center, even went up and down the stairs at the birthing center just to kind of get things moving. One of the things that's very vivid to me and maybe to Mason as well is when we went outside and we walked around the birthing center and just to get some fresh air. And from there is where things really, really started to move a little bit more. I mm-hmm. had my... Um, mucus plug and blood show and all of those things happened kind of right after that so that's when things started happening a lot quicker and at that point they wanted me to go ahead and get in the tub to labor which was great the tub was so amazing just to relax and feel almost weightless in the water the water was a huge help for me Mm. So we spent some time laboring there. I had my birth music, my playlist going, and I just tried to relax as much as possible, but the contractions were definitely getting very strong at that point. Mason was amazing. He would just kind of rub my shoulders through him or hold my hand, and um, he was there right beside me the whole time. So Mason, with all the leading up to this, how are you feeling right now? I was tired. Mm-hmm. Um, I was. I kind of fought Jessica on it. Now looking back, I I realized I should have just listened to her. But in the moment, I, there was no way for me to. Uh, she kept saying, "Right now is a good time to take a nap," and I'm like, "I can't." She's. You see, she's in pain. She's like, "I understand, but I'll take care of it." And I'm like, "No, but she's in pain. I can't mm-hmm. go to sleep." Like, yeah. So I think. Before I took my first, like, little nap, I think I had been awake for going on just about 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And then I got a little nap while Chelsea was in the shower. Jessica kind of gave me the ultimatum of, like, you're taking a nap right now. And 
so I <laughs> I listened to her. Good, good, uh, yes. <laughs> but everything was good. I mean, the the support there was just phenomenal. Uh, our photographer, who is also one of Chelsea's best friends, was going through becoming a doula as well. So between her and Jessica and the midwives there, it was just amazing. So you had some incredible support. That's right. Yeah. After getting into the tub, what progressed after that? From there, I thought that it would break my water, like my waters would break on their own from being in the tub and just laboring and and knowing that we were getting closer. Well, they did not. And and we kind of had another stall for just a couple hours, I would say. Eventually, midwife Julie had me get out of the tub, and she went ahead and broke my water for me, which was fine. I was I was ready for it at that point. I would say this was like this was around like mid morning, maybe ten or eleven in the morning, okay. that she went ahead and broke my water. And with that, we did have some meconium in the water, which was like a slight worry for the midwives. They weren't too concerned. They wanted to watch out though and just make sure that things were okay with with the baby because there was meconium in the water. Mm -hmm. That happened, and from there, I definitely felt a difference after the water broke. I 100% felt him, like, uh, descend down lower, and I could feel him drop, essentially. And um, I knew that we were getting much closer at that point. So I got back into the tub thinking that we were going to push labor and have the baby in the water and have a water birth, which was kind of my wish was I wanted a water birth. I was able to labor some more in there and the midwives said to actually not push at that point because they didn't think it was quite time yet, but I was feeling like the, like I needed to push so bad. I mean, it just literally was, my body was taken over and it felt like it had to push. Mm -hmm. So that was probably about 30 minutes of them trying to get me to not necessarily push yet because I didn't feel it was time, but my body was wanting to. And they said, okay, let's go ahead and just let your body take its natural course. And we listened to it, and I started to push at that point. We had a little bit of progress in the tub. I remember um, everybody cheering whenever they could see Weston's head start Mm -hmm. to come through. And... They could kind of see the top of his head and a little bit of hair even. So they were all super excited about that. And I remember thinking, oh, yes, like this is happening quickly. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to push a few more times and he's, we're going to have his head out. Uh, that did not, that wasn't what took place. My body, I guess, in the water was so relaxed that I couldn't really feel my um, contractions and like where to push necessarily. So we pushed for a while in the water. I was getting exhausted. Mason was there to support me. Jessica's there to support me. Midwives were awesome, but I was just getting so, so tired. And they said, hey, let's just see if we can switch positions here and see what happens. So it had probably been about 30 minutes of pushing in the water. They had me get up and stand up and move towards the bed. Well, as soon as I stood up out of the water, I could immediately feel, like, him majorly descending. Mm-hmm. And I, I almost thought we were going to about to have him right there as I stood up. They moved me towards the bed, though. They were able to get me to lay down. And whenever I got on the bed, I guess because of gravity or whatever, 
I immediately was able to push him out. It was probably two pushes later that oh, his wow. head came out. Yeah, so his head came out, and um, he he had a rather large head. He's 17, 17 inches round, but 17 and a half, yeah. Okay. And so he came out. During that time, it was a little bit rushed and hurried because his uh, umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. Okay. So there was a moment where all of the midwives were kind of all hands on deck trying to get the cord around out from his neck. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of stuck there, and they weren't really able to do it right there, so I needed to push some more to get more out. So Mm -hmm. I had another push, and one of his shoulders seemed to be descending out, and they were able to remove the umbilical cord, Mm -hmm. which was great. And then after that, I was able to give maybe one or two more pushes, and his whole body came out after his shoulders. So Mason and I, during that moment, it was really sweet. Um, We both reached down and grabbed him and pulled him up to my chest. Oh, that's so special. uh, Yes, it was so sweet, and we got to have our moment with him. And he wasn't crying right there at first, but they, they... you know, did everything they needed to, and we got to hear that beautiful cry from him, and it was just a really sweet moment, and he, we had our skin-to-skin for quite some time, and he immediately took to nursing. It was probably 30 minutes later that he, he nursed, oh, wow. and uh, Mason helped me through that, so that was, it was really sweet. So Mason, during the birth, so she was in the water at one point and she was moving to the bed and then Weston came out a little bit after that. How were you feeling or thinking through all that? Well, um, I think all I can say is that I was just proud, very very excited, but, but just more proud of her for sticking with giving birth the way she wanted to and having a natural birth and just being a rock star through it. Mm-hmm. Were you able to be there with her right next to her in the bed? Or can you tell us a little bit about where you were during that process? I was right next to her. I was not on the bed. Actually, uh, both midwives were on the bed with her, mm-hmm. uh, trying to help. And, and, and Jessica, I mean, it was it was a crowd. And actually, all three midwives, because... Uh, Roxanne had come back, and I think Little Man was actually waiting for Roxanne to to come back. Because as oh. soon as she got back, we moved to the bed, and then he came out. So, oh, that's fun. Roxanne was one of our main midwives, I would say. Okay. We had more appointments with her than anybody else, really, just because okay. of our timing. It was super special in that moment, too. And we had all three midwives, Julie. Uh, Bree and Roxanne, and then um, also, of course, Jessica was there, and Mason, and then our photographer. So it was a lot, but it was all of these people that loved us and cared about us and um, were so great with him, and just everything about the birth was beautiful. Once he was born, once he took to nursing, uh, the midwives started to be slightly concerned because I hadn't I hadn't passed the uh, placenta yet. Mm. So it was still in there, and they're they're kind of starting to do whatever they need to do to make that happen. I wasn't worried about it at that point because I was totally, my mom was 100% focused on Weston mm-hmm. and just like the euphoria of having him, and I was on a high of that. Um, 
but they did start to get a little bit concerned about it because it had been over an hour at that point mm-hmm. that he it had not passed. Basically, what happened from there is they tried to do some interventions. They gave me some Pitocin. They uh, gave me a couple of natural remedies that they had on hand. can't really remember what they were at this moment, but mm-hmm. they had some other things that they gave me. And they had me stand up, and they had me go to the bathroom, and it still wasn't passing. So we went back to the bed, and at that point, they said, "Listen, we're gonna we're gonna try one more um, push, one more contraction here, and if it doesn't work, then we are gonna have to go ahead and go to the hospital because we've gotta we've gotta get this placenta out." Mm-hmm. We tried one more, and it didn't work. So they actually went ahead and called Texas Health, which is the hospital we were gonna go to up the street. They were gearing up to basically the midwives were going to go with me in the uh, in the ambulance and Mason and everybody else was going to follow behind and we were going to go. But we were so scared because of COVID that Weston wasn't going to be able to be there. Mason wasn't going to be able to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to have to spend my first night away from my baby. From everybody, and yeah. that would have just been really hard. We were kind of gearing up for that. We're packing up. And I tell midwife Roxanne, I'm like, hey, I'm having a really strong contraction again right now. I'm not sure what's up with that, but I'm having a really strong one again. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, if you're having one, let's go with it and see if we can kind of get this thing out. And with the teamwork of me pushing and her helping it to come out, we actually were able to deliver the placenta finally, which oh, was, good. thank God. Yeah. Yeah. So we we went ahead and canceled the ambulance and... Um, we were able to just go ahead and deliver it there and have our moment at the birth center and the the hectic moment was over. So we were thankful for that. Yeah. Yes. And then, um, Weston and I were able to have our, my herbal bath with him, which is something I really wanted to do, have that moment together after birth. So I was, I was happy we didn't have to go to the hospital and I was able to do that there. Yeah. And from there, um, you know, everybody just kept checking in with us and checking on Weston, make sure he was good. And um, we did his weight and uh, his uh, newborn exam and everything looked great. They freed us to go and we were able to go home. And from there, everything has just really been good. I mean, I've had a good postpartum and, and Weston has grown well. And uh, of course, there's always things you're getting used to and nursing was a challenge at first but we're start, we're getting the hang of it and everything has really been very good oh good mason yeah. after you guys got home can you tell us a little bit about what all are the things that you remember doing or things that you uh remember maybe chelsea saying you know this really is great thank you so much things that you know that really worked for you guys that you were able to support chelsea and weston well, I think going back to the whole placenta being stuck, and I, again, I can't, sorry if you hear a baby. But oh, you're not, okay, yeah. Say, again, the team there is so supportive that we're freaking out. We're calling her mom saying that she may have to come get Weston so that we can go to a hospital and, and figure everything out. They were so supportive and stuck by our sides and everyone I can say there was a moment where everyone in the room was just sitting there praying and giving it one last shot to to come out oh yeah Um, and then coming home 
at the moment, you know, we're living with her. It was a blessing in disguise because after being at the birth center for that long and laboring for for that long, we were able to come home and he slept for a while and we were able to finally get some rest and just, I can't remember much of coming home because I think we just got him to sleep and then just, it, it all hit us. Yeah, all, all three of you guys went, went to sleep. Away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you say having that close postpartum support was really helpful and maybe, if anything, just relaxing, just knowing that there's somebody there for you? Oh, yeah. I, could, I couldn't imagine after all that if we had gone home and not had support there, what it would have been like after that long of no sleep and just a little bit of stress and everything. Mm-hmm. After you guys got a little bit of rest and Weston was back awake and you guys are trying to feed him and feed yourselves, what what were some of the things that you remember doing that really were helpful for all three of you guys? Um, I think just being a team and knowing that like I could grab him and get him ready to, to feed and then while Chelsea's getting herself prepared, um, that way she's not holding on to a, a screaming baby and he's not ready and and all of that I think just working as a team to make sure that he was good to go and ready to eat oh absolutely Chelsea a little bit about after you guys got home what were some of the things that you saw that were helpful for you I know that it was a godsend that we were staying with my parents at the time because we just had so much family and love and support, and especially during the weird time of COVID where, mm. like, we couldn't just get out and do things. Like, we were very much confined to the house for, like, weeks, oh, truly. For sure. So it, it was so nice to have family there that loves us and, and just was taking care of me just as much as they were taking care of Weston postpartum so often mothers get kind of left out of the picture because everybody wants to take care of the baby Mm -hmm. that the mom doesn't get taken care of very well and I think that I had such an amazing postpartum and never really dealt with like any negative feelings or depression or anything like that because I had a team that was taking care of me you know my husband was supportive and my parents were supportive and even my daughter who is was 10 at the time she she was even there and helping Mm. and it was just an amazing team um like mason said and knowing that i got to have the birth that i was dreaming about and that i had planned for and especially after having such a hard birth with my daughter and and having a c-section being able to have that v-back and all natural it just felt i felt very empowered and i felt strong And I felt supported by my family and my friends and all of our birth workers. Mm -hmm. That is so wonderful. Just by you saying you got to have the birth that you wanted. And now we know that things happen where it's really out of our control. Some people just don't get the birth that they imagine because there are emergencies that happen and they do. But those that are able to have the birth and postpartum 
that they had imagined and that that they had planned. It's such an amazing feeling. I'm so glad for you guys. That's how it ended up. I appreciate you guys. Love hearing your story. I heard it for the first time, as our listeners will have today, too. It's such an amazing story. Sounds like we had our first baby on the podcast. I heard little Weston yes. say hello there. Mr. Weston, yes, he was on, and thank you so much. We appreciate being able to look back at our story. Sometimes it kind of gets like lost in the memories, you know. You know, yes. everything gets so busy, and it, it was nice to look back on it. And we really, it was a hard and it was a long labor, but it was really such a beautiful story, and we got to have the birth of our dreams even during the pandemic. So oh, absolutely. We're thankful. Thank you again, Chelsea and Mason and Weston, if he's still nearby, <laughs> for being on here today. It's going to be here for you guys to listen, and that's part of the reason why I do the podcast, so that parents can share their story because not all all times that we get to share our birth and postpartum stories. We are grateful for you guys. So thank you so much. Thank you. We appreciate it. We're so excited. If you want to hang out with me on other social platforms, you can find me on Instagram at Dallas Dula Sarah, on Facebook, The Modern Day Tribe, and on my website, themoderndaytribe.com. And if you loved what you're hearing, please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts and share it with your friends and family. These reviews and five-star ratings help this podcast get found by more listeners and parents that are also looking for support and guidance.